You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is our live ongoing coverage here on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio, live from Steelers training camp practice here at St. Vincent College. And, uh, Matt, while we were uh, in break there, Steelers are running their backed-up offense, so inside mm-hmm. their own 20. And uh, we saw Anthony McFarlane get down the, the sideline against Robert Splane, and he was, was beautiful. six, seven yards behind him. Yep. Easy uh, pitch and catch for there for uh, Mitch Trubisky. To, to I, hit I think McFarlane. it was a wheel route, you know, yeah. and, and Spillane had him in man coverage all along. Good and, luck with that. You know, yeah, I mean, we're, Spillane is what he is, and Mitch knows it at this point. And he certainly can't run with McFarland, and McFarland's an advanced route runner now. Yeah, he put it on him, beautifully thrown ball. I mean, that's a touchdown. I mean, unless it's a too high shell behind him or whatever, that's a touchdown from the the own twenty. I mean, that's an eighty yard bomb. Yeah, I mean, that's just a complete mismatch, and that's not the first time we've seen the offense go after Robert Spillane in, no. in this in this practice. Um, that was slightly underthrown there. By yeah, threw into coverage, but he gave his receiver a, yeah. a chance to make a play. That was yeah. Pickett. You're right. Absolutely. Um, Seen some good stuff here from the offense, though, today. It's definitely the best practice I've seen from the offense. Really? Yeah. They I mean, had, it's they, been a little while. Yeah, they had a good one. Um, Tuesday was a really good – I'm trying to think now what day is today. Tuesday here was a really good offensive practice. The they last looked, practice, unfortunately, I saw was last Thursday. Yeah. And that Wednesday, Thursday, they were That's starting when they to were really starting to, turn starting to put it on. them together. Yeah. Because before that was pretty pretty rough. Yeah, this is, uh, this is starting to look much better. This looks like an NFL offense. Yeah, right. right. They're moving the football. They're, ma- they're completing passes, making plays. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's looked better. I, I, that's what I kind of want to see. Sure. That's another nice uh, throw there. Yeah, it's an eight-yard gain or something. Rudolph just, just getting the ball, just drives it into the ground, drives right? it in for an eight-yard gain. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. No, just efficient. Uh, that's yeah. the word I keep using with Rudolph lately, just efficient. Yeah. That's great. Just understands what you know what's being asked of him and what the speed of the game yeah. and all those type of things. Yeah, right. Get it and get it out. So. Yep, this is my read. It's open. Give it to him. Boom. Move on. Play it. Play next down. Yep. We'll see what that happens here. You're listening to nine seven. So you thinking ESPN. this is the last period of practice? Yeah, this is it for okay. sure. Yeah, this is going to be it for sure. And then, uh, of course, tomorrow the Steelers have a walkthrough, and then uh, <clears throat> Saturday their preseason opener against the uh, the Seattle Seahawks, the mm-hmm. flightless birds of uh, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. And we had a little inside we'll run action. There. Nice cut. Yeah. 93 played that well, but it was a nice cut. Yeah, that was a little jump cut. Again. Yeah, a little jump cut. Get yeah. it back inside. You almost don't He's need. He's got active feet. Very active feet. Light feet, jump cuts, 
accelerating, quick little strides, you know, those quick pitter pats. Um, you know, his uh, people don't think about this much, but like his feet aren't off the ground long. If yeah. you take a, a big high stride or a long stride, there's a good chance when you get hit, you only have one foot on the ground, yeah. and you're going down. You you're know gonna, what I mean? Yeah, like, you're going to get knocked down. Yeah. That was Anthony McFarlane's problem early in his career. He did a lot of that. You're right. Yeah. There he goes, Jalen Warren again. He just puts his head down and keeps those feet churning and drives forward. Yeah. But he's more than that, too. Yeah. He's, I really like him. Yeah, he's pretty good. Really like him. You know who else would like him? Hmm. The 49ers. Kind of oh, a, yeah. A one-cut runner like that. No nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Gets it for, uh, he would be really good in that offense. He would. He would. And there's a lot of zone principles. It does, too, yeah, it does you know, show right, you right. that, I mean, I understand that you can find running backs anywhere. Sure. I understand that, That you know, when people are talking about don't draft a first-round running back, I get it. Right, right. Tackles are harder to find yeah. than running backs. We all know that. That all sounds great in theory until you don't have one. Right. <laughs> or you have a really good one. And, yeah. You know, and you lean on them and. Well, that's a nice yeah, throw. Well done. Was that, uh, that was Pickett. Yeah, nice throw by Kenny Pickett yeah. there over the middle. Nice snag there by 21-2 away from his yeah. body without you know having to shift gears down too much. But he fit that one into, that a, was very into nice a tight right. window right. with some zip on it, and that's going to be the final play of practice. Like, uh, I'm not picking on Ben, it. but yeah. that ball doesn't get completed last year. I no, mean, over again, the middle, into like the middle that, of the field. Right. Like middle of the field. 20 yards downfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's I a mean, good, solid pass. Into the teeth of the defense. I mean, that's – you have to attack there if you're an NFL offense. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so that's, good practice. That's going to be it for uh, practice today. Steelers mm-hmm. finishing up here. So mm-hmm. at uh, 4:06 p.m., let it be said, they had their last practice before their first preseason game. There you have Tomorrow's it. Tomorrow's a walk. It was a very good practice. I thought it was too. Yeah, yeah. really kind of crisp and the way Especially you. Especially for the offense. Yeah, um, you know, defense missing some guys out there, and they made some plays too. But uh, no, right, right, yeah. right, but. A lot of these offenses, especially in seven on sevens, or these practices, seven on sevens, individuals, you want the offense to win, you know, and they're they're yeah. starting to more and more, and they're, yeah. they're again, it looks more like an NFL offense to me. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, kind of surprised Mike Tomlin went full live like that today, yeah. but yeah. you know, they did miss a live practice on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they've been a little short. Yeah, and so they've been. A, so I'm sure he wanted to see some of that. Stuff in gyms. Yeah, as I mentioned, yesterday's practice wasn't the most crisp Mm -hmm. uh, because they weren't in pads. And so um, I think he came back with that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, he got got what he wanted. Yeah. Take you guys are going to get we'll take it easy on you tomorrow. Uh, You know, Saturday, you got all day Saturday to kind of rest up before you play the game Saturday night. So Mm -hmm. um, and some of these guys won't play or hardly play at all in that game, too. You know, yeah, that's the other point. You know, so and then Sunday they don't do anything. Right. Yeah. Sunday you're off. So it's it's not bad. And, And no, you know, you probably won't see a lot of the physical practices. They've only got three days left out here, four days it left out here, you know, after after uh, today. Yeah, so what, we'll be back Monday here. Correct. Tuesday, Wednesday, and that's it. Thursdays are practice. Okay, yeah, so we'll be here. We'll be, we'll have four more shows from here after today. I believe that is the case. And we'll double check, but yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. There's, it's not that we're going to go away after that. All run the, yeah, I know. I, once, I, once we get back to the south side, we'll be going still uh, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we just won't be simulcast on ESPN 970 anymore as right, we are right, right now. So we won't be able to bring you live coverage. Atlanta. Right, right. Uh, because the rules will then change because there won't be fans in the stands. They so. don't want us telling the whole world how they're preparing for their games at that point either. <laughs> at that point, yeah. That's when things <laughs> kind of change a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. And as we have seen Avoided the rain. The course of, over the course of this whole thing, even though practice has ended, a lot of guys going to do some extra work. Oh, yeah, I don't think a lot of these guys are done. I mean, we're seeing push-ups and things like that. I'm sure there were some bets lost. And then uh, 
we'll see. I mean, usually some of these guys to go hit the jugs machine or they do different individual little things afterwards. Go hit the the sled. Yeah, uh, yeah, things of that nature. I, you know, I talked to Jay Sternberger yesterday after practice. I had to wait for him twenty minutes after practice. He's over there hitting the sled. Yeah. Know? Because that's the yeah. def- that's a deficiency in his game. You know? Right, right, right. You know, you got to you, you got to do more. You got to be able to be good at that. And so, yeah, seeing a lot of guys here, uh, see a few guys kind of going off. They're probably guys who are nursing some stuff or you know putting. But a lot of guys out here still honing their skills and, and getting mm-hmm. the work in. This is that that couple minutes after practice where they, they you know they, they do a little chatting and then they start to go do their own thing sometimes too. So, um, you know, and it's also the fans are all over these guys too you know yeah which is great absolutely and uh, this is uh again you these days are winding down too for the fans to be out here right they, they, they yeah. don't have a ton of opportunities right but so uh get these in uh, a nice crowd today real nice crowd a real good uh energy amongst the whole place and the team coaches sidelines everything i mean this is a great way to cap it off before you know your 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 first real live action. So I think this was a, a huge success. And if you were to ask Coach Tomlin, which I'm sure some of you guys will, I bet he feels the same way. And maybe he won't express it of oh that was great, you know. But yeah. deep down, like that, that's what we wanted to get done today. Absolutely, and especially after yesterday's practice, where things were a little disjointed at times mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, get out here, get a good practice in before you you go and break uh, break things up here for the first preseason game. Um, now go beat up on somebody else uh you know I'm, and these guys are ready to do that they're they're ready to get out of here and go hit somebody else yeah i mean I, it's great to assert yourself on your teammates and make a a, a splash here i get all that stuff but it, it's your team you don't want to hit each other over and over and over i mean i i think that there's more to be said here for you know going out and beating the opponent up, and that's exactly what they're looking for. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, anybody else that you're looking forward to seeing here uh, in in, the, in this game on uh, Saturday? Um, it's a great question. Uh, I mean, there's a couple Seahawks I'm kind of interested in. This is Steelers Nation Radio. So, uh, tonight I'm going to watch some. I know. I'm excited to see you're a football junkie. Like I know. I I'm going to watch two uh, preseason games tonight and keep an eye on the rookies and the new, the new guys and sit my lazy boy and take a note or two and maybe uh, have a little uh, toddy and enjoy myself. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that from tonight until Labor Day weekend, basically. Yeah. There's tons I mean, I'm, of that. I'm kind of interested in seeing what the Marvin Leal looks like. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, can he be – Where do they line him up? Yeah. yeah. Where is where's yeah. he lining up at? Uh, you know, how much does he play? Does he win – you know, in some of these situations mm-hmm. and in third downs, you know, can, can they use him in a third down package? Or, mm-hmm. You know, how, how does that uh, work for him? See, I you would know. think that's a good chance. Uh, it's a, uh, an easy acclimation process. Can he be lined up next to Cam on third and eight? That doesn't mean he's better than Ogan Joby at it, though. Right. That's you know the problem. I mean, I mean yeah. he could use more than one, but is he the best at that role or – you know, could he be a, a four-man front end with his hand on the ground at times? I think so, you know, and yeah. I'm interested. That's a great one to pick up Look on. Look at some of the linemen over here working on their dip and rip here. Yeah. Getting, uh, you know, getting under. They're the big guys, yeah. too. They're Isaiah the Loudermilk over there trying to mm-hmm. – he, he wants them back. Okay, let's, let's see what Isaiah Loudermilk looks like coming here. A little bend. Mm-hmm. Big, strong hands. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see him. You know, that's that's he's, he's another a guy. One. He should play a fair amount. Yeah, the coaches have talked him up, and and uh, there goes. Do you think uh, Ogan Joby plays much? 
I don't think Logan Joby plays at all. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to see that. No, I think they're pretty comfortable with where he yeah. is. Here goes T.J. Watt. Oh, this is just different. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. he gets really he gets low. low there, like, right. There's a coach there's you know, doing this, and you know, he's T.J. Sh- shoulders are at the shorter coach's butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say waist, but it's, but he's still kind of standing up too. It's yeah. not like he's leaned over so much and his head's down. It's just a knee bend thing. Yeah, I mean, he's just it's hard to block. So that flexible without and, losing, yeah. you know, power or speed. It's amazing to me, like. When you see him do this stuff now, there goes Leal right there. Mm-hmm. When you see him do some of this stuff now, a nice little spin move by him. Yeah, working um, different things. People question him coming out in the draft. Like, is, oh, is he really deserved to be a first-round draft pick? Yeah. He's just getting drafted like that because he, his brother's – Big brother. Yeah, big that, brother's right. J.J. Watt. Oh, he didn't have a huge body of work at Wisconsin. I, I mean – I get it. But, but it was a good body of work. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and his combine numbers were awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, they, oh, he's a hustle guy. What? He can bend and he can explode <laughs> and he's got bird. I mean, he's a great athlete. Yeah. Just for, for sake. Pull here. him up. I think I'm, people I'm will be like, here. oh, wow. You know, I, I think almost everyone will be shocked how good his combine yeah, numbers just, really Because, yeah, his combine results, 469 in the 40 for a guy who's 250 plus pounds. Um, what did you say it was? 469. Okay. Not super fast. Not but crazy. Fast right. enough. Uh, his 40-yard time, though, 17.44 miles per hour. 20-yard split was 2.71 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ten he's yards, always had a good get-off. The 10-yard split's 1.59. Yeah, that's really that, good. That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. Um, 29 on the Wonderlick. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, that Vertical, translates. 37 inches. I'd say his jumps were really yeah. good for a heavy The broad guy. jump is 12.8, uh, so that's explosive. Very, yeah. very, very good. Uh, the 20-yard shuttle. Four seven eight, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the three comb was six seven nine. Really, really under seven's great. Under seven's great. Under yeah. five on that uh, twenty yard shuttles mm-hmm. um, is is good. Yeah, so really they're, good. They're not much. Di- Big Brother had an unbelievable combine. Like yeah, a historic right. combine yeah. because he was two eighty five or two ninety, but his numbers are pretty similar to TJ's, who was smaller than that at the time. He's had a really good edge rush here, rep rep where he was unbelievably quicker on the edge. Here's the thing. Uh, this won't surprise you, Matt. Hand size huge. 11 inches. Wow, 11 is big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that does not surprise me. And the arm length's 33.13 inches. Say, I bet they're over 32, 33 yeah, yeah, so he's got, the, I mean, all the freakish stuff there that you want to see. Anyways, the well, he only, he only did too. 21 reps on the bench press. Well, you got long arms. That's not, that's that's, not a low and that's not bad, anyway. yeah. Right, right. So there was a lot there that you look at and go, okay, this this makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually, got his percentiles here. His hand size is 100%. Is it? Yeah. Biggest one Big there, probably. Mitts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, he uses, uses those things. Well. Yeah, yeah, he uses those things well. Big uh, open hand slaps, you know, getting a lot of, of, of his hand. Yeah. I almost think of it like tires on a road. You know, like the more tire you can get on a road, the more control you have. Yeah. You know, those big hands are like So here's, here's his percentages by size by for the position. The height was 95th percentile. Mm-hmm. The weight, 92nd percentile. The well, hand size, 100th percentile. Arm length, 81st percentile. The 40 was 40th percentile. Yeah, that's not surprising. Because yeah. uh, you're also measured at linebackers against some of those inside guys who are running 4-4. Good point. Four fours. He's with the, yeah. quote, linebackers, he's a lot bigger than a lot of the, you know, Devin Whites. Yeah. The 20-yard 20, uh, 20 uh, split was 50.9. The 10-yard split for hit, for that position, 83.6. Really? The, the explosion is there. That's yeah, where the yeah, that yeah. explosion shows up. That's bench something press, they covet from the edge guys. Yeah. Bench press was 57th percentile. 
The vertical jump, 82nd percentile. The broad jump, 92nd percentile. Yeah, that adds up. Uh, the three cone was 94th percentile. Mm-hmm. Three cone three cone yeah. for edge guys is a real good indicator. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's just. Change of direction, dipping and ripping, you know. Yeah. And yet you look at his combine spark grade, and it's 59, which was a C. Hmm. I, I guess his 40 didn't blow people away. But you, you ask him, too, how much did he practice his start? Yeah. I, I mean, 40s are fine, but people – I know it wasn't long ago, but people stress them more now or practice them better than they used to. And I'm not making excuses for him. I mean, I don't think – I don't know that he's one of the fastest edge guys in a 40-yard stretch in the league either. Right. I mean, you don't see him run that. But deep. when the ball is snapped, he's pretty fast. Pretty fast to get to the quarterback, <laughs> pretty fast to get to the running back. That's where that 10-yard right. split shows up. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, that's how far he is from the quarterback, about 10 yards. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, does he make many plays 40 yards downfield that others don't? No, but I couldn't care less. Yeah. No, he's just a good we football player. a lot of kids player. on the field today, like little kids. Yeah, yeah. Toddler day with the, with the team. Yeah, you get to see the players out here with, their, with the little ones. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. They get to be dad. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, talk yeah, the to, kids are loving it, too. Talked to a James Daniels today, and he was talking about this. He's like, look, we're, we're out here. Somebody asked me, you know, is, is, the, is, the, is the camaraderie with the offensive line better than it was? He's like, we're out here together. We eat lunch together. We eat breakfast together. We're, we're putting in 13-hour days. Yeah. We don't get to go see our families. We're just hanging out together. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely it's better than it was. Like, <laughs> I mean, I how could it not be, right? <laughs> yeah, you're just hanging out with these dudes all the time. Like, you better you better uh, get to know them a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, just, and that's one of the reasons you're here, and, and there's yeah. a lot of use in that. And, and, you know, I would go ask Wolf or anyone has been on a team like that for an entire season, good, bad, ugly, at some point or many points – that bond, that what you're growing here comes to fruition. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it becomes a factor. And I think that's why you want to do this. That's why Mike Tomlin wants to be out here. Right. You know, again, he's got a captive audience out here. These guys have to hang out together. You're not going home to your family. And, right. You know, the problems, you know, or, or just yeah. the everyday issues that come up in life. Like, I adore it here. St. Vincent's is awesome, and they're very hospital, you know, hospital for the... Uh, to hospitable. The, to the hospitable. Like, there you well go. done. But they don't have an indoor. Right. You know, like, there's some logistics that would be nice for when it pours. They can, you know, just walk in the indoor. But then you lose everything we talked about. You know what I mean? Right. You know, so um, I think the, the, the former outweighs the latter. And the- Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. That's why you keep coming back here, not just for nostalgia, because it makes you a better team and there's, there's, you know, there's fruit that you get from coming here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970, our live ongoing coverage here from St. Vincent College in beautiful Latrobe, Pennsylvania. It is a beautiful day today. It is. And uh, the Steelers just wrapping up practice. When we come back, we'll hear Mike Tomlin's press conference from earlier today, uh, giving you the rundown on everything. We've kind of talked a little bit about some of this stuff, but we'll let you hear it right from the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll hear that when we come back right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. 
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We are live from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. The Steelers just wrapping up uh, their practice here. Uh, this is actually practice number 14. Was it 14? Day okay. 14 of training camp. But we've been out here a long time. Yeah, they kind of run together. Yeah, they do. Right? It's, it's a lot of Groundhog Day here. But we're yep. glad to be back at Chuck Knoll Field today. Still a lot to... of action on the field. Absolutely. Uh, some action in the uh, press conference room earlier today as Mike Tomlin addressed the media regarding uh, – well, Saturday's preseason opener at Acroshore Stadium uh, against the Seattle Seahawks at 7 o'clock on Saturday, uh, going over kind of the quarterback depth chart and things of that nature. Let's hear what Mike Tomlin had to say earlier today. Good afternoon. Uh, man, it is exciting to kind of be at this point of development. It's time to get this group in the stadium and, and, and compete against some unfamiliar guys um, to be in game-like circumstances and have to deal with some of the transitional things associated with play. Um, you know, in practice, it's, it's game-like. Drills are, are coordinated and organized. And, and so just to see their ability to, to move and function flu fluidly in the midst of actual play is a significant step. Um, no question the performances under those circumstances are weighted more heavily than they are in these circumstances. And so we're really excited about that. Um, we have a template or a framework in which we, we'd like to uh, attack this in terms of participation of divisional labor. Um, you know, we got every intention of maybe the first group playing a quarter, um, the second groups playing second and third quarter, and then the third group playing the fourth quarter. There'll be some bleeding, if you will, of the guys. Um, if there's a first-teamer that lacks experience, he may play into the second quarter. If there's a third-teamer, who's on to come with some upside, he might get in the game in the third quarter, things of that nature. Um, it's not going to be hard lines. Uh, we're going to do what we feel is appropriate. Our, our, our goal is to come out of this game giving everybody an opportunity to, to show what they're capable of and gain a better understanding of their, of their play um, under real football-like circumstances. And so that's exciting. Um, we got every intentions of, of playing the three quarterbacks how much is to be determined. A lot of some of the hard and fast things that you guys might, you know, be interested in as I sit here today, I'm just not going to have the answers for. We're, we're highly conscious that we got to practice this afternoon. And every time you snap that ball this afternoon, it could change plans. And so we have a template um, and, and we'll finalize some of those things this evening after we get off this practice field today. Today's a big day. I'd, I'd be doing today a, a disservice if I started looking too much ahead we got a Steelers versus Steelers padded practice today, and that's significant. But um, guys will have an opportunity to show what they're capable of. Um, I'm excited. Um, the return men, um, we, we got a lot of people to look at there. The specialists um, got a lot of people to look at there. Uh, Game-like circumstances is going to be big for all of those type parties as well. So I'll pause and open it up for questions. So, Mike, will Mitch start? Or you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then will you go? And then the other two, you don't know the order of those guys? Um, it's probably the way it's, it's played out here to this point. Um, like I mentioned to you guys, I wasn't going to be blowing in the wind regarding the quarterback rotation. We've been thoughtful about giving guys an opportunity to work in different groups, but our intentions are to play them this first time out very much the way we started this process. How do you measure success in this preseason game for the three quarterbacks? Moving the unit, taking care of the football. 
will the first team offensive line maybe go a little longer or are you just going to keep them all? Again, I'll make those determinations after we get off the field today, but I'm not really thinking about anyone as a particular unit. I'm thinking about men within the unit. If, if there's a guy that needs additional reps within that unit, I'm open to giving it to him. Um, if I feel like an individual does not, I won't. Um, every rep is precious and we got a lot of people. We got 90 guys to sort through and so um, you better look at it from an individual basis as opposed to um, small collectors within the group. Mike, do you weigh at all who the guys are playing against? Do you, do you look at the opponent? Is it a first, second, or third team guy? I got no control over who or how much Pete plays his guys, so I'm, I'm less concerned about that, to be honest with you. Coach, you had uh, mentioned that there were a lot of players that you were looking at for the return game, I mean, for the return specialist. Was there any person in particular that would take advantage of that opportunity this early in preseason? You know, I, all of them are viable. We mean what we say when we say we don't care about what means guys get here. They'll be given an opportunity to show what they're capable of. And so return space is, is a space that history tells me that I'm always open to potentially being surprised. And so I'm excited about it. Mitch has been atop the quarterback depth chart since OTAs. What have Mason and Kenny really showed you that they can possibly earn some more first-team reps? You know, they're doing what we're asking them to do. They're, they're taking care of the ball. They're moving their units. Um, they're doing the unofficial things that come with quarterback position in terms of leadership. Um, they're doing a nice job. And, and again, I'll be quite honest with you guys. I only provide depth charts because I have to. Um, you know, that's what this process is about. And I think you do this process of disservice oftentimes when you read too much in the depth charts at this juncture, particularly when we haven't even been in the stadium yet. Mike, uh, Jerry O said the other day he's looking for somebody to distinguish himself as a leader in the inside linebacker. He's hoping that happens against Seattle. Do you agree and what, how do you define leadership in that role? I'm not worried about leadership at that position. We got enough candidates and, and the play will reveal it. Much like quarterback, Inside linebacker, there's certain unofficial responsibilities that come with that job, and all of those guys have been playing that position, know and understand that, and are displaying that. Mike, you've had a chance to look at some guys with Najee out. How do you feel about the depth in your, with your running backs? I like it. I like what they've displayed out here. I'm really interested in watching them in stadium, and obviously uh, ball security is a component of that position that is non-negotiable. And so you get those guys in the stadium, and you get a chance to see their second effort and the things that you do in game-like circumstance, they need to do those things while, you know, safeguarding the football. Anybody ruled out yet, Mike? Not at this point. I'm, I'm always going to have an inclusive mentality. Obviously, if somebody has missed a significant amount of practice time, I probably won't play them because I'm setting them up for failure. But at this point, um, all of those that are working and working in some capacity, um, I'm having an inclusive mentality. What about your new waiver pickup? What do you know about him, and would he be able to – be ready to go. Sir. I just walked off the field with him and, and, and got to meet him a little bit. I remember when he came out in the draft, he was a guy that, that had our attention. Um, he's an outside linebacker body type. I think he had 14 sacks his junior year at Oregon State, and, and, and that captured our attention. But it's a get-to-know process, and, and, and we'll, ex we'll be excited about giving him an opportunity to, to, to show himself to us. He's a guy that's, that's not a rookie. Uh, he's been in this thing, so I'm hopeful that he can learn fast enough to be a contributor in some form of fashion Saturday. About Kenny Pickett, what can you learn about seeing him face a live NFL defense that you haven't done throughout the process? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, this guy hadn't been in a live pocket yet. Um, none of the quarterbacks have. 
and that component of it is significant um, in terms of their play, their ability to operate and make decisions in a timely manner, their ability to absorb the punishment that comes with the game and the position. Um, it's so much involved in, in live quarterback play, their ability to, to protect the football. And so it's, it's a big opportunity for him and others. Mike, you guys last year struggled at times against the run. Do you feel like your front seven this year, you, you know, you've addressed that, and, it, and we obviously don't see a ton of padded practice anymore because of the rules, but you see them enough. Do you feel good about that? Yeah, I'm not worried about what transpired last year. I feel good about the collection that we have and, and what they've shown thus far in that area, certainly. Um, I expect us to be dominant. Anyone else? Mike, where did you um, come up with the idea about uh, the way you feed the guys, uh, you know, the offense versus defense? How did that come about? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> a nice, I mean, it, but uh, do you, have you done like a little incentive things like that before just to kind of uh, juice I it up? I just think in this setting it's important that we're, we're you know, we're, we're innovative and open-minded regarding creating a competitive environment. You came up with that on your own and you borrowed it from someone? Again, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Anyone else? That was Mike All Tomlin right. earlier today with the assembled media uh, talking about, well, so the, the upcoming game against the Seattle Seahawks Saturday night at Acrisure Stadium mm -hmm. and uh, some other things there. Uh, the, of course, quarterbacks uh, dominating the, uh, the discussion as they are wont As you would to expect. Do. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, you're listening here to 970 ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He's Matt Williamson. Uh, Matt, uh, again, a lot of talk about the quarterbacks and what he wants to see. And Mike Thomas says, hey, look, we're going to open this first game the way we've done the entire offseason. That means Kenny Pickett is going to be third. Mm -hmm. Mason Rudolph will be second. The way it should and be. And Mitch Trubisky totally is going to be first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he says, but don't read too much into depth charts at this time of the season. The only reason – I do a depth chart is because I have to put one out. Because I have to, right? <laughs> right, right, right? The league mandates that. Yeah, and behind the scenes they have their own, I'm sure. But I think it's more of a vaguer, you know, this is my plan for him. It's a thing. In, like it's, it's he's a, moved from two to three. Yeah, it's know? a moving, yeah. you know, it's a constantly evolving edges, thing. Yeah. You know, it's not, oh, he's he just moved from three to two. It's official. You know, lock yeah. it up. You, know? you no. see a lot of that in these kind of training camp settings where, okay, this in this day this guy works with the twos because they mm -hmm. want to see if he can handle it. Yeah, and being a coach, especially on, on a team like this, is, is very fluid. You know, like things change all the time. And there's guys in and, and out of the lineup. Guys, and, yeah, exactly. You need to learn to, you know, you, you're counting on, oh, we'll be healthy for this week 13 game and then three guys get hurt week 12. You know, yeah. like it's just the way the league works. You have to always be on your toes. You always have to have backup plans. You always have to know, you know, can these guys handle work with the group above them, even though I think he's a three? How does he handle his time with the twos? You know, in a game situation, practice, mentally, all those things. Otherwise, you're ill-prepared. Absolutely. So, uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, getting his team prepared today for the final – well, they get a walkthrough tomorrow, but really mm -hmm. the final live practice sure, today sure. before they get into a stadium uh, on Saturday against the Seattle Seahawks and – these games mean – the games mean more than practices. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I always wonder, and I'm sure every coach is different, how much you weigh your coaching time talking in the film room or in the, the position room versus the field versus maybe only 20 plays on Saturday. Yeah. You know, I mean, per snap, definitely it means more in a game. You know, there's a lot of gamers out there. There's practice players out there, and that, and that stuff's real. But it's hard to put all those pieces of the puzzle together and get the right answer of 
did he just have a bad day against Seattle because he was great in practice and did everything I wanted? Or, yeah. or, or the, when the lights come on, can I not clown on him? You know, yeah, it's a hard that's kind thing of a big do. deal. It's a big, big deal. <laughs> a right. Big deal. Um, yeah. So. That's uh, what we're looking forward to seeing on Saturday. That was Mike Tomlin's uh, press conference from earlier today. We're going to take a break. Kenny Pickett over to the uh, yeah. aggressive autographs. They've been seekers, yes, I would yeah, say. There's yeah. quite a few uh, young ones over there uh, trying to get those autographs, and good for them. Yeah, ambitious. Um, yeah, very ambitious. Uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We're live from St. Vincent College here in beautiful Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Turned into a great day. Yeah. Steelers uh, finished up practice about a half an hour ago. Uh, we get another uh, another 20 minutes of the show here. We'll take you up to 5 o'clock here on, uh, on the show. Uh, so we'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We are live from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College in beautiful Retro, Pennsylvania. Steelers just wrapping up their practice here about a half an hour ago and uh, still some players out on the field getting, mm-hmm. getting some work in here, Matt. Um, a lot of family, a lot of kids, fans still roaring along, you know. Yeah, uh, just going through some of the... Uh, some of the stuff going on around the league here. A couple um, little nuggets out there. Yeah, Kirk Cousins sent home uh, from the uh, Vikings practice, missed a walkthrough. He has an illness. Oh, really? Um, and if you remember, he was not vaccinated last oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, hadn't, I wouldn't have dawned on me, but okay. I mean, that's yeah. a big deal. I mean, that was a big deal with Carson Wentz. And, you know, like, yeah. hey, everyone has their own uh, freedoms on this thing, but it hurts your job yeah. a little bit too, some of the you know, rules right? have changed on that now the yeah good point yeah i think it's a five-day waiting period now as opposed mm-hmm. to the two weeks that you were out right before. right um bears head coach uh, matt eberfluss did not sound happy with uh, roquan smith roquan smith has been cleared from the physically unable to perform list and is healthy enough to practice but he continues to sit out as he seeks a trade from the team mm-hmm. uh or uh, wants a contract extension and uh well this is a situation that, you know, Matt Eberflus has never had to deal with before. Is, is no, he's new there, right? First right. time head coach, and all of a sudden now your star inside linebacker has decided he, he doesn't want to be there anymore. He wants a new contract. He said Roquan Smith came off the pup. He was cleared by our medical staff as healthy, and he did not practice. And the reason why for that is, well, you'll have to ask him. We expect all of our healthy players to practice, and that was his decision. And like I said, you'll have to ask him. I have not talked to him about it, so I have no further comment on the situation. So, the Bears have a lot of issues. I mean, this is a massive rebuild for them. They have tons, the most cap space of anyone in the league after this. So, they kind of have to weather the storm from one year before they can two steps back before you can take one step forward. But I think if you're Eberflus and this staff, you looked at Roquan and thought, that's my Darius Leonard. Yeah. You know, that that's my foundational piece of the defense. That's my defensive leader. That's my, the guy <laughs> we want to pay, we want to extend, we want to build around. He fits perfectly. And that's – you can see both sides. You know, yeah. like Roquan wants more money, and maybe he, this is a – of course, as, as we often see, this is a – He's got uh, one year left on his current deal. They picked up his fifth-year option. Yeah. You know, players don't have a lot of cards in their hands to get new deals without sitting out. But he also probably looks at it like Minka did in Miami, saying, this isn't real fun losing yeah. 
not on purpose, but this rebuild year, and my, you know, I'm not young anymore. Let me go anywhere else, and I see both sides. Yeah, absolutely, and it, yeah, it kind of goes to show you the difference in how Mike Tomlin handled those situations, how some yeah, other coaches yeah, yeah, have handled yeah. those situations, and a, a first-time head coach going through this for the mm-hmm. first time, like, and oh, owner, this is unacceptable. Yeah, this differently, is, yeah. and you know, right, right. He's he's got to be out here practicing. They talked about, well, you're going to find him. He's that's up to the front office. Like, that's all. That's a possibility. You could find the guy. You could. But what does that do? Does that does that then poison the well on any future negotiations? I mean, it's obviously different than Baker and Deshaun Watson and all that. But if you burn the bridge with your current player. Bridge is burnt, you know, like yeah. you don't come back to them and be like, well, let's be friends now. I mean, like that rarely happens. <laughs> but, coach, you, know? you find me 30 grand over the last uh, Right. You know. And then the Bears all of a sudden are in a position where, well, one of the, maybe we get a pick for Roquan. And they would. They'd get a substantial, re- yeah. you know, return for him. He's a very good player. But now we open a new need. And where do we, we just when we thought we had three blocks of the foundation built to build this house on, now we got one. Or, you know, and it's like, oh, it's hard to dig out of the doldrums. Uh, news out of Cleveland, uh, Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com reports that the Browns will consider trading for 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo if uh, the ruling by Peter Harvey uh, results in a significantly longer suspension for Deshaun Watson. That's not earth-shattering news there. No, I was actually kind of, kind of his start- only landing spot at this point, too. Uh, eh, do you think? I mean, Seattle's – they're not going to trade in Seattle. Right, right, right. As a trade. Unless Seattle came back to him saying, look, we'll give you a three. And Cleveland's offering a five or something like that. They beat the offer. Yeah. Maybe. And it's significantly better. You say, okay, we'll, we'll give you Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe. It's not Maybe, like right, right, that right. doesn't, you know. Yeah, he's not Brett Favre or no. Troy Aikman. Or, yeah, you know, you're, not, right, right. you're not trading uh, you know, Tom Brady in his prime to a right. guy in your, team in your division. I, I think he ends up in Cleveland. And I've thought this for a while. Um, we've talked this to no end, but assuming Watson gets a – big bump up you know in in suspension it's kind of your only option if you're the browns unless you want to just punt for the season and i don't think they're in a great spot to do that so more ramifications of a highly risky decision at the quarterback position which hey it could pay off three years from now they might be the best team in the league and he's winning mvps i mean he's a very good football player but right now it's a mess the problem is they don't have a first round draft pick next year right they don't have a third-round draft pick next year. Okay. They might not have a second the following year either. Yeah, they, they, they do else. have a second next year. They don't have uh, – the Vikings own their fourth-round pick. Uh, they have one of their fourth-round picks. They have one fourth-round pick. They traded another one to the uh, Vikings. I don't remember uh, that, yeah. They have two two picks in the fifth round, one in the sixth, one in the seventh next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and cap is an issue, and yeah, you know they don't. Do you have a really want to give away another draft pick to go get Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, I mean, I'm guessing it's a five, something like that. But let's let's say you know the, the 49ers just say, hey, we'll, we'll, we've we've got Jimmy under our salary cap right now. We don't have to trade him. He's not even a practice though, or he's well, not involved. It. Well, with that's the, the other part you of know, the like, part of the equation right now is that they've they've made it clear they can that afford to wait till they've got ten weeks. Well, to that's this. why they they're still not planning wait. on playing him. No, no, no. You know, so but if the the last resort is they cut him. I mean, I think if but they you get could a fifth you could hold on because you've got him under the cap. Let's say you hold on to him, and in week two somebody loses a starter. Well, that's what well they're now all for. of a sudden or tonight now, somebody loses. Yeah, a starter. now somebody gives you instead of that fifth round pick. Oh, we're going to give you. We'll give you a third for Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. You just brought Kirk Cousins. I mean, he left the team because of illness. I mean, yeah. But 
if, if Minnesota lost Kirk Cousins, that's they're the call. calling the 49ers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if somebody gets hurt tonight, tomorrow, the next day. Yeah, you know, right. And I, I think of Minnesota because that's exactly what happened with Bridgewater. He had this horrific knee injury in camp, and it just so happens the Eagles traded up for Wentz that year. But they had Bradford under contract, similar, yeah. and they got a first-round pick out of Bradford. Right, you know, because they were des- there was a desperation factor. The only there. guy out there, right. So if, if, you're, if you're San Francisco right now, you're waiting. You don't have to do You get a month before you play a game. Mm-hmm. So you're going to wait. And, and you're see. not using that cap space to go sign anyone right now right. anyway. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, the, it's the not cap like space free agency's about to hit and we're going to sign a guard and a center. And, you know. Yeah, because Trey Lance is cheap. Because Trey Lance is cheap. So it, you, you're, you can afford to sit and wait till the last mm-hmm. minute on that. Mm-hmm. That's if, why they waited this long. If you're the Browns, you wanted to get something like this done yesterday or immediately uh, when you find out about Deshaun. You don't want to wait. No. If it's only six games, I don't think you make any moves. Yeah. If it's 12 or more, I think you almost have to. But when's Jimmy going to be ready? You know? And that's a, that's the thing. And so if, if you're the 49ers, you're like, okay, you're, you're offering us a fifth right now. We're not interested in that right now. We're no, not going to move. I might him. call you back in a week. Yeah, we'll wait a week. That another week of practice yeah. ticks off the clock. Doesn't and, do the Browns any good. And maybe another team arises in yeah. the deal. Right. No, the, the Niners have handled this well because their hand wasn't easy because of Jimmy's injury. But patience. I mean, if it wasn't yeah. for the injury, he'd be on another team long ago. Maybe yeah. he was a commander, you know, before even the Wentz trade. You yeah, know? but they're playing the long game here. Yeah, and they're waiting it out. And they probably could have used that cap space back when if they would have made a deal. But he wasn't healthy, you know, so you weren't going to get anything for him. And they understand he has value. Like, in Sando's quarterback tiers, I think he was 14th or 15th. That seems a little rich to me, but not insane. You know, like, yeah. I mean, if he's the 17th or 18th best quarterback out there, that has value. You know, I mean, you don't want to give those guys away. And in the meantime, Cleveland gave away Baker, who's not far off of that. I mean, like – Every move they're making, they're kind of losing a little bit. You know, they're they're buying they're they're buying a dollar for two bucks every time. Yeah, you know every what I time. Mean? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's just not good business. No. Uh, what do you make of the Tom Brady situation in Tampa Bay? He's he's got an excused absence through August twentieth. I didn't know anything about this. Uh, it was absence for a personal issue. So hmm. the August twentieth is over a week away. I said that's a long. That's stretch a long to time be away to be away from, from training camp. And I get it. He's Tom Brady. Doesn't necessarily, you know, need the practice but time. But he's the biggest worker of everybody. Right. He's, <laughs> the, he's the glue that holds that whole thing together. And now right, you're not right. going to have him for two preseason games. And I mean, my immediate thought was he must have something very serious going on in his life. Does he have a or, sick you know, child? Or did he have a planned vacation that he couldn't get? <laughs> he couldn't get <laughs> Well, this was non-refundable vacation. Right. I'm a, to. <laughs> I was going to Miami. And, I was retired. You know? Right, right. I had this plan. Sorry. You know, I got a wedding to go to. I can't get out of it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll take this new job. But, uh, you know, the, that second week after I'm there, I'm, I'm going to leave for a while. I have no clue. Um, doesn't seem like a Brady-like move. I mean, yeah. that's why initially I thought he must have something, something. serious going on with his yeah. family. I hope not. But I, I don't know that. Um, Do you Todd, see Dwayne Brown, Brown got signed by, yeah, the by the Jets? It makes T- perfect sense. Todd Bull said, only said that Brady was dealing with a personal issue and asked if the absence had anything to do with the quarterback's health. Uh, and then uh, their general manager, uh, Todd Leaked, doesn't it? Jason Leaked, uh, emphasized that the absence was pre planned. Huh? <laughs> the ticket he so, couldn't get out of. He had to go to 
I mean, pre-planned for a week, though. That doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of – I bet we'll know more about it tonight or tomorrow. But At some I mean, point, yeah. something will come out. You know, those it's usually odd. come out for the – you know, they'll save that for the news during the games. Like, I mean, if it was five years ago and Ben left here for a week, we'd be like, what the heck's up with that? What the heck's going on? Right, 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 We'd be digging. We'd be trying to uh, – Yeah, personal issue is pretty out. vague. Yeah, Dwayne Brown to the Jets. That doesn't surprise me. No. Um, they lose Makai Becton, so – not a bad fallback option there. No, no. I mean, he's uh, he was Seattle for a long stretch, Houston before that. I think he's a borderline Hall of Fame type dude, you know, behind like the Jason Peters of this generation. Still played pretty well. Um, he, he didn't want a, a new offensive tackle situation with Wilson getting his feet under him, obviously, in his second year. But Beckton got moved to right tackle. I assume Fant now will go back to right tackle. Yeah, because you're not going to make you're not going to make the veteran learn a whole new position. No, I'm sure he would not have accepted that at 38 years old or whatever playing yeah. position. That's Although like the Steelers, Villanueva did, did that. Yeah, the, the Steelers Ravens. did that uh, when they signed um, Flozell. Flozell Adams. Um, yeah, I don't know that Fant's done both. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume. But Dwayne Brown's been a left tackle throughout forever. The course for, for, yeah, forever. Yeah, forever since uh, you know. The game started, I mm-hmm. think, when they were playing in leather helmets. Right, right, like, right. But it is a good fallback plan for the Jets. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that uh, that Brady news is weird. That is That's weird. a strange one. Uh, did you see uh, James White retired? Yeah. Really good career. Yeah. Kind I mean, of very unsung, under the right. radar. And if you remember him coming out of Wisconsin, he wasn't a receiving back. They didn't yeah. throw the backs back then in Wisconsin. Not at Wisconsin, yeah, right. Yeah. He kind of reinvented himself <laughs> and became a Brady, Belichick favorite. You know, had some big moments in postseason, Super Bowls. So, good for him. I mean, he, he, I don't mean this to be rude, but like 10 years from now, no one's going to talk about James White. Well, you know, right, right. You know, He's not going to go in the Hall of Fame no, or anything like I that. No, I mean, but a valuable contributor to a lot of good teams. And then, then he came out today, too, and said – People have asked about Damian Harris that they would consider trading him or some report about that. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, I think Ramondre Stevenson's the better player, but Harris is a free agent at the end of the year, and they drafted two backs. Yeah, so always interesting. That's that's kind of the movement that things that start to happen mm-hmm. around this time of year, and especially once you get into the games and teams get to see young players emerge. Yeah. And that's what we'll be looking for uh, Saturday with the Steelers. Who yep. emerges? Yep. Um, last little nugget there, it looks like Josh Jacobs, Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, um, maybe even a couple other backs are available if interested. I don't think the Steelers are in that market at all. I don't think so either. Because I think they're good there now. You know, yeah. Where if you told me that a while back, I would have said, oh, I'd be interested, but not now. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, so we'll get to see all that uh, come to fruition, see what happens, who steps forward Saturday night at Acroshore Stadium. Be there. Uh, watch that game. Lots of, lot of stuff going on in downtown this this weekend. Uh, there- concerts and things of that nature. I think Billy Joel's playing tonight. Uh, I've heard that once or twice around yes, here. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Uh, but that's going to do it for our show today. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Zach uh, back in studio keeping us on the air, Jacob keeping us on the air here in the Saint, at St. Saint Vincent College, I am Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970, your home of great Steelers coverage 24 hours a day. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 